Welcome to Telltales, an investing podcast hosted by Hunt Lawrence, Jason Wallace, and Mike Nicoletti. Each week, we discuss topics ranging from geopolitics and macroeconomics to energy and technology. You can sign up for our newsletter at telltales.us. That's T-E-L-L-T-A-L-E-S dot U-S for additional data and content you can use to follow along. The following conversation is intended for informational purposes only. You should always do your own work to determine if an investment is suitable for you. We're going to do our normal thing, start on Exhibit C. Price of oil has benefited from interruptions in in traffic through the Red Sea and through the Suez Canal. I think last Wednesday I said Maersk, the big container shipping company, was going to authorize its container ships going through the Red Sea. I, that incident with uh, Houthi speedboats with soldiers aboard, machine guns and whatnot, that was a Maersk container ship that they were trying to uh, get aboard and uh, take control of. And so Maersk has now decided it's going to send its ships around, around Africa. I predicted very little impact on the price of oil, and the impact's been a couple of dollars a barrel. But I still don't see that shortening up supply. And as we cover each Wednesday, the supply of oil is too much. Man's okay, but the U.S. being at record levels, Russia avoiding sanctions, Iran really not having effective sanctions on it. There's just too much oil in, being produced. Same story for natural gas. Colder weather will be welcome, but again, the supply is outrunning demand. No comment on Exhibit A, except that uh, January 15th, they have to come to some agreement or start to close down parts of the government. So. The next two weeks will be pretty active there. Then we get to page 20, and Mike and Jason have a good idea, which is it's now the third day of the new year. Uh, we're going to go through from the back of the 20-page memo, namely page 20, and the three of us are going to pick which companies on each page we think will have the biggest percentage increase in free cash flow. You know, increase in sales is important, increase in, in net income is important, but the real thing that makes these companies appreciate value is their free cash flow. So uh, page 20, for those who don't have the 20 pages in front of you, I'll, I'll list the names. It's Uber, DoorDash, Airbnb, and Five Below. And I, in family accounts, own Five Below, but I do not believe it will be the one to pick on this page for 24. I think I'm going to pick Uber. But now over to Mike and Jason for their picks. I also am going to go with Uber. I'll also point out that Uber was also the best performer over the past 12 months as well on this page. Right. I don't disagree, but I think uh, I'll, I'll take the other side and, and pick five below um, since they're in the, the middle of a modernization to improve their stores and, and uh, 
moving up market, selling items at, a, at higher prices. Yeah. Okay. We will, we will keep track once a quarter. We'll keep track of how, how, uh, how the choices are doing. Uh, uh, so we, we won't, we won't weigh in on this subject until the end of March. <laughs> Next page, page 19, United Health, CVS, Regeneron, Biogen, and, and a new one, Eli Lilly. Here I'm going to give Mike and Jason first pick. I'll, I'll pick a Lilly. Yeah, Lilly. Seems to me I have to take something other than Lilly. I'll take <laughs> United Health. We, we didn't leave you good options there. <laughs> no, no, that's true. That's true. United Health is a steady performer. Just to speak about United Health, I mean, I, I hate uh, the way we spend too much money in our country on health care. And United Health's principal customer is the U.S. government to supervise Medicare and Medicaid programs. On the other hand, they have technology and a lot of capability, and I'm not sure our government could do it on their own. Um, let's see. The next page is uh, is page 18, Freeport, Albemarle, CF, and Nextera. <clears throat> I guess it's my turn to go. I'm going to go with Albemarle, even though it, it's the world's largest, or the most, I think it's the world's largest, but it's certainly a private sector company doing lithium, and lithium prices have been, are trading in half of what they were trading. Still, I think Albemarle's pretty well run and stands a fair chance of winning this page. So, Jason and Mike, well, let's see, Jason, over to you for the next pick. Yeah, I'm going to choose uh, Freeport. Um, again, steady business. Uh, I it was that and it was between that and CF for me. Um, I, I think Albemarle, you know, they have a big risk in in their Chilean mine out there. Is, is, does it get nationalized and what happens with that? Um, so it's kind of choosing which one I think doesn't doesn't have a negative impact. Yeah, I took FCX also. And not Albemarle mainly because Albemarle has a lot of money to spend to build out their plans for the next month or next year. So I think there's going to be yeah. a lot of CapEx spending. Not to talk down uh, Freeport, but uh, the price of copper is pretty flat. And you do have a fair amount of copper exported into China. So even, even hearing their concerns about Albemarle, I'm going to stick with Albemarle. Next page is 17. FedEx, United Parcel, Nike, and Costco. Mike, you have first choice. I, I don't think anybody's going to agree with me on this, but I think it's FedEx, and I think it's because they're going to renegotiate and actually win the UPS, or the uh, USPS deal they have. And I think that's a big drag on cash flow today. So, Yeah, I, I'm not agreeing. So I, I'm taking Costco. Um, Costco customers are higher income, less impacted by... Um, higher prices that we've seen recently. Um, FedEx and Nike have reported recently and in 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 their both sales declines. Right, right. I'm going to stick with Jason on Costco. Page 16. Page 16 is, is the restaurant companies, McDonald's, Starbucks, Chipotle, Celsius, and Hilt. I, 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 I already know which one Mike is going to take. 
probably Jason too. So I'm going to go first. I'm going to go because it's such a steady performer. Remember, this is percentage increase, not absolute dollar increase. I'm going to go with Chipotle, but I think the two of them are going to go with Celsius. Yes, absolutely, and that's what we're that's what we're drinking today with our uh, <laughs> <laughs> the show. We figured we'd celebrate with the Celsius. There you go. We got to keep moving, otherwise we yeah. won't make all twenty pages. I apologize for being brief on these things. Uh, I apologize for all of us being brief. Uh, the next page is Pfizer, Moderna, Lantheus, BioNTech, and Vertex. I think just by way of introduction, I, I don't think that any of the COVID vaccine companies, which are Pfizer, Moderna, BioNTech, have much of a chance to do more cash flow in 24 than they did in 23. So it comes down to Lantheus versus Vertex. I'm going to sit this one out because Mike and Jason are the experts in Lanthus and Vertex. So you guys have to decide which of the two you want to, you want to choose. Okay, I'm a, I'll take Lanthus, and I'm guessing Jason's going to take Vertex. That's right. <laughs> I, I think they're both... Next year isn't a huge um, pivotal year for either of them. It's, it's kind of looking at 2025. Um, this coming year, they should see approvals and being bringing new product to market. Um, so I'm kind of expecting 20% increase in free cash flow for both of them. Um, Moderna is kind of interesting. They've had their their melanoma vaccine have positive results, but again, that's that's still two years out from market. Yeah. We'll have to do this not in March, but like in May when we see the first quarter results. The next page is Cat, Caterpillar, Deer, Generac, Transdyne, and Fastenal. And <clears throat> page 14, I'm going to go with Transdyne because having updated this page over the weekend, they're just on really, really a lot of momentum in their, in their third quarter. So over to, over, to, over to Jason for picking his pick on page yeah. 14. I see Mike has it circled on his sheet as well. So I have, <laughs> I have Transdime as well. Oh, we can't all agree. <laughs> That's unfair. <laughs> I, think, I think if you guys are going to pick Transdime, I'm going to go with Caterpillar. Once again, very strong momentum in recent quarters. So I'll, I'll go with Cat. Page 13 is J.P. Morgan, Morgan Stanley, and Goldman Sachs. These people probably will have quite a lot of improvement, I think, in 24 as compared to 23. I think everyone's going to be tempted to go with J.P. Morgan. But over to you, Mike. Which one would you pick? I'll take Goldman. Um, I think they'll rid themselves of that consumer business. I think deal-making activity will improve, especially if interest rates on the long end fall a little bit. So uh, they'll also do a lot of refinancing and new debt issuances. So I think... This is a good market for all of them, but in general, I'd take Goldman. If Hunt's going to take J.P. Morgan, I'm, I'll take Morgan Stanley. There you go. Contest. Next one is page 12, gas companies, Antero, EQT, Chesapeake, and Antero Midstream. This one's pretty easy. I think with the way gas prices are going, I think there's only one pick on this page. If you want 24 cash flow to be higher than 23, and that's Antero Midstream. Either one of you want to venture, uh, pick one of the 
I, I think the inflation see. escalators and all of that, I, it really is the safest bet on this page. Yeah. Page 11 is EOG, the upstream oil companies, G Magnolia, Permian Resources, and Diamondback. This is what I've lived with for the last 40 years. I think, so I'll, I'll take first pick. I, I think my first pick here, not just because it's the largest, I really think EOG is the best suited for coping with the market we're in now. So I'm going to take EOG. Jason, what's your pick? I was going to take EOG as well. From hearing from you and some of the other colleagues we speak with, they always say EOG is the, the best run company they they deal with. So EOG it is. Uh, I'll go with Magnolia. There you go. There you go. Page 10. Let's see. We're halfway through and we've gotten halfway through, so we're probably going to make it. I've always liked Enterprise the best of these. I can see a case for percentage increase with Western based on M&A activity. Why don't you guys go first? I don't think either of us have a great perspective here, <laughs> but I have Enterprise circled on my sheet, so I'll take Enterprise. You guys take Enterprise. I'll, I'll take Western. Okay. Deal. The next one, page nine, these, I apologize, these are six months results, but I'm going to update them this weekend. Exxon, Chevron, Conoco, Oxy, and Chenier. Once again, commodity pricing, it's going to be tough to turn out better years than 23. I think I would pick Chenier under the theory that, that they have some more capacity coming on. And they don't really have a lot of commodity pricing in their cash flow. I don't think <laughs> you may you may revisit that in May and then in August when we have the June 30 results and that'll turn out not to be the case. But I think right now I'd pick Chenier. Uh, Jason, Mike. I'm going to take Chevron based on the Hess deal and maybe they can squeeze a bunch of extra cash flow out of that. We'll see. Yeah, well, and Exxon has a Pioneer deal, so. Yeah, yeah. I just figured the Hess deal relative to the size of Chevron is bigger, so <laughs> we'll see. Probably better better reasoning than, than mine. I'm going to go with Occidental, um, picking that along with uh, Berkshire. Yeah. Well, Occidental has Crown Rock, so it may be that Crown Rock relative to their cash flow may be more than Hess relative to Chevron's. I think that's actually a pretty good choice, Jason. Next page is is the retailers, Walmart, Target, Lowe's, Home Depot, and CarMax. In our family accounts, we own Lowe's and CarMax, so I guess I have to pick one of those. CarMax has had a difficult time competing with Carvana, and they, 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 their record hasn't been as good recently. So I think I'll go with CarMax. But how do the two of you think, see it? I said Walmart, um, mainly thinking that they may see some consumer shift over into purchasing more from Walmart. And if they can grab a little bit more gross margin, maybe a little more volume, then should see a pretty decent increase in free cash flow. 
I was taking um, CarMax, looking at the the rate of new car sales and used car sales and repossessions ticking up. And I, I believe CarMax is going to be able to get inventory from from auction pretty cheaply. Um, and then people will be trading down to used cars versus new. Right. This episode of Telltales is brought to you by Top Mark Capital. If you're a qualified investor who's looking for an innovative emerging manager, visit topmarkcapital.com to learn more. This is not an offer to sell or a recommendation to purchase or a solicitation of an offer to buy, any security nor a recommendation for any investment product or service. And now, back to the show. Page seven is MasterCard, Visa, PayPal. MasterCard and Visa are two of the great companies to have owned. They just do very well every year, pretty expensive at 30 times free cash flow. When I updated this page, I, I was pretty impressed with the PayPal numbers, but I don't think PayPal is too well positioned from a strategic point of view. I think just to be different, well, it's also much cheaper at 13 times free cash flow. I think I'm going to go with PayPal, but I, I doubt if Mike or Jason will follow me. Well, this is a tough page because you're basically taking two companies that are going to grow pretty much at the rate of GDP growth. Um, maybe a little higher as more transactions move on to the networks. PayPal has maybe more upside. If interest rates stay the same, which maybe isn't the case, uh, but I actually also chose PayPal. That's great. I'll take Visa. Uh, I see. <laughs> I gotta give you a softball. Um, I see PayPal having having trouble with losing their their Amazon business right. and ha- and having a younger customer. Yeah. Page five and six. I think we should do together. Page five is Charter and Comcast, and page six is AT and T, Verizon, and T Mobile. Mike and Jason really know this stuff much better than I do. But I'm, I'm going to venture forth first and say T-Mobile. You point out that AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile seem to be benefiting because after all, free cash flow is after CapEx. <clears throat> and all these companies having built out their systems, their 5G systems, their CapEx is trending down. But you people are much, much better at this stuff. So I'm, I'm really interested in which ones you pick. So... Agreed. I wouldn't pick a Charter or Comcast. So I think you're you're among the other three. I'm going to pick Verizon just on the fact that their CapEx is so high that uh, it has mainly only one way to go. That's down. Uh, that was going to be my argument. So, <laughs> um, so I, I, we didn't really review these ahead of time. So <laughs> um, I'll I'll take AT and T. Okay. Similar argument, um, not to bash Charter and Comcast too much, but I think they're going to be the big losers this year. Just I see their influence in the political ad spend season diminishing as compared to um, you know, Al- Alphabet with, with YouTube and other social media networks. And with that, we're into page four with Netflix, Walt Disney, Amazon, and Meta. Why don't you guys go first? You, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Amazon. 
I had to get it out because I think both of you will go with Amazon too, but, but. Well, this is one, Jason, I did talk about. I'm going to go with Amazon and I'm picking 50 billion in free cash flow. Um, so we'll see where that goes. Yeah, your number two right. pick was interesting though in this one. Oh, I also kind of liked from a turnaround perspective, Disney, because there's a bunch of activist investors involved there. Everything's going wrong for them. So presumably things could look much better in 12 months. Right. And then I'm, I'm going with Meta. Um, an argument I made just on the last page is uh, I think they'll be a beneficiary of political ad spend. Um, they have, haven't made any indication that they're going to ban political ads as, as the discussion was last election cycle, presidential election, election cycle. Um, and they're still seeing tailwinds from the Zuckerberg year of efficiency. Right. Everyone on the next page, page three, is really only one choice here. If you're talking, this is the chip companies, NVIDIA, AMD, Intel, Taiwan Semiconductor, and ASML. There's only one choice if it's 24 versus 23, it's NVIDIA. So I suppose, I suppose what we ought to do just pick our second choice. Oh, don't don't go so quickly. Jason and I talked <laughs> no, about this one ahead of time, and I, I also chose that. NVIDIA. I but, and, and I even made the case for a 50% increase in free cash flow. I have my own 50% increase in free cash flow at ASML. Um, off a much smaller base, they, they could certainly go from 4 to $6 billion. Um, they're shipping more and more of the DUV machines to China. Um, even though there's restrictions on a couple of the models, um, China's still buying them up because they need to make electric vehicles and other consumer um, trailing end semiconductors. Um, and then this is the year they, they shipped the first high NA EUV machine, which is a $400 million machine. You're not worried about them running down their backlog, Jason? That's definitely a worry, but their their backlogs a year long. So <laughs> if we're only talking about this year. <laughs> right. Right. Next page is the software companies, Microsoft, Salesforce, Snowflake, and Oracle. I suspect all three of us are going to pick Microsoft, which is the largest. Normally off a, off a base like that, you know, it would be not the top choice, but I think there's quite a lot of upside from the co-pilot product, but Mike and Jason, do you, you to pick one of the others? Or? It, it's tough because the base is so large. I, I'm expecting a 20% increase in free cash flow at Microsoft. Um, hopefully they'll do better than that. But Snowflake, you're going off of a base of zero. And Jason yeah. made the case that that's <laughs> infinity and it's hard to beat infinity. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Oracle had a, a tougher year this year. Um, okay, they're not my pick, but they, they had a tougher year this year, and they're transitioning their Cerner customers from a standalone on-premises deployment to, to running an Oracle cloud and on a subscription basis, um, and that should move that business to higher margins. Right. So there's a case for all of them, but yeah, yeah. Snowflake is my pick from zero to a positive and I'll, I'll let you keep that one I'll, i'm also i'll keep it on microsoft Pro. So that's a, that's a yeah thing. no no let's be clear that 
Jason Snowflake. Yeah. Page one, and we've made it. We still have three or four minutes to spare. Don't think any of us are going to pick Apple. I think the logical pick here is Alphabet. Jason, do you see a case for Tesla? Not against Alphabet. And and we're, we still have higher interest rates. They're still spending a lot to build out production lines and new factories. Um, the Cybertruck, you know, as, as much fanfare as it gets, they're only going to sell a few thousand of them. So, Yeah, I, I, I went back and looked at 630, 22 numbers. And since then, Alphabet's added $19 billion in free cash flow. Um, Apple is down $10 billion. And Tesla is down $3 billion. So it's a little surprising that I also came to the conclusion on the Alphabet that would be the obvious choice here. Um, and they just continue to perform. I think they are in a unique position where um, this whole generative AI thing, the business model for the open web and search isn't figured out. But if they get it right, it's going to be very good for them. So we'll see where it goes. Yeah, just in the minute or two remaining, I was very impressed when I updated Netflix. It seemed to be doing awfully well. Now, remember, there was a writer's strike and an actor's strike, so it probably curtailed some of their spending. But both Mike and Jason, I said, well, where's the competition? I mean, the, the activists on Disney probably want Disney to give up streaming and just make content and sell it to Netflix and others. But both Mike and Jason said, no, we see the competition are a significant competitor for Netflix being YouTube. In the minute or two we have left, could you just, because that, that does have an impact on Alphabet. Can you run through that logic? For me, I see YouTube replacing how you, traditional cable TV. Um, they have all the, all the channels. It's an over-the-top cable network. Um, and you're talking about YouTube TV in particular. YouTube TV, exactly. Yeah. Um, so they're already offering essentially cable over the, what they call it, over the top. I'd say it's confusing though because it's you have YouTube, you have YouTube TV. Um, so it's sort of a confusing package. But I agree. I, I think that's the way people are going to want to consume it, and it's whoever figures out live TV and sports. It, it's very likely that you'll have like Netflix may specialize in a certain type of live TV, and ESPN, Disney, Warner Brothers, I don't know, who has, mix a bunch of them. You have Paramount and Warner Brothers are going to do a thing. and uh, so, so they're all kind of consolidating. So I think consolidation will happen. I just think it's going to be expensive. It's not really figured out yet. Um, so this is 20, 2024 will be a year of consolidation in that market. Yeah. It, where I expect it to go is YouTube TV becomes the, the live broadcast channel and then Netflix is the consolidation point for streaming, you know, syndicated TV shows and movies and, and like you know, content like that. Yeah. But they still win with the long tail for short, you know, uh, non-production studio content as well with regular YouTube. So I, I think YouTube's one of the best assets in consumer internet. I mean, it's, it's really a fantastic product. Good. Well, it's a happy, in my family accounts, happy 
Alphabet Stockholder. It's a fine note to finish our first Wednesday of the new year on. We'll be back every week. I think the best time to do run through and see how we did on our choices will be about mid-May. And then we'll do it again in mid-August. And then we'll do it again at the beginning of 25. In the meantime, everyone be well and stay healthy. And we'll be back again in a week's time. Take care. Thank you for joining us this week. Please tune in again next week as we will be back on Wednesday. As a reminder, nothing on this podcast should be considered investment advice. You should always do your own work to determine if an investment is suitable for you. The views expressed on this podcast are the hosts alone and do not constitute an offer to sell or a recommendation to purchase or a solicitation of an offer to buy, any security nor a recommendation for any investment product or service. While certain information contained herein has been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, neither the hosts nor any of their employers or their affiliates have independently verified this information, and its accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Accordingly, no representation or warranty, expressed or implied, is made as to and no reliance should be placed on the fairness, accuracy, timeliness, or completeness of this information. The hosts and all employers and their affiliated persons assume no liability for this information and no obligation to update the information or analysis contained herein in the future and may or may not hold positions in the securities mentioned.